Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Today, today is the 28th of March, year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bonnie Cardigan Show, presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again, man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James. What? All of the uh, succession heads out there had a pretty good weekend. Season four, the final season of succession, is officially back fantastic episode so many quotes no spoilers here folks don't worry if you watch succession haven't had a chance to watch it um for the next 10 sundays you will not have to worry about getting spoilers on this show for the most part i might let a few things slip um james i know you don't watch succession no so i have a quick a quick proposition up top i mean do i have a choice hit me i will watch ozark if you watch succession that's fine. It's a deal. I just I, I haven't watched it yet because it's just in the middle of like the season still going on. As soon as the season's over, I look for shows. You got two weeks left. So we can do that. Ozarks, I, already, I haven't seen Succession. I know people, I, you're not the only one to have recommended it. Max Boltman's a big Succession guy. Um, That's the one where it's like the, the families and the, yeah. Yeah, he's a big Succession guy. I just haven't had time yet. Or maybe I did watch the first couple episodes. I can't remember, but. Uh, Ozarks, I can tell you Ozarks better. But we, yeah, let's do it. I don't know if that's, I mean, if it's, here's the thing, man. Anything that HBO pumps out, like I haven't had a chance to watch White Lotus yet, but that's definitely been on my list for a while. I want to watch that. Isn't that like a crime mystery show? I don't really, kind of, I guess. I think, I don't really I know. Cause, I saw something and it sounded good. So what my introduction to both of these shows was, was living in California everybody watches like whatever is the most like happening thing. Like when euphoria was a thing, which is a show that I'll never watch. But when euphoria was a thing, My people girl watches that. Right. That's kind of like, you know, I know who the demographic is and I don't really fall under it. Um, but with a show like succession, you know, every Monday I would come into the office, people, Oh my God, did you see what happened with Tom and Greg? I'm like, I don't know what this means. And then white Lotus was the other show. Cause that was its first season at the time. People were talking about White Lotus. So eventually I caved, started watching Succession, probably my favorite HBO show uh, ever. And we're talking about a platform that has had like Band of Brothers and The Wire and um, The Sopranos, which is the thing about The Sopranos. And The Bunny Ranch. And the thing about The Sopranos is I've only ever seen like three episodes, but I know everything that happens, so I don't need to watch it. Like I just know what happens in the show. I need to... I need to watch that, and I need to watch The Wire still. The Wire is one that I also still need to watch, which, by the way, rest in peace to Lance Reddick. Um, that one is still kind of bothering me. Haven't had a celebrity pass away that has um, messed with my heart as much as that one did. As somebody who um, has been playing Destiny for the last eight years, Horizon Zero Dawn slash Horizon Forbidden West, uh, some of my favorite games of all time, 
Um, Lance Reddick was in The Wire. He's in John Wick. Uh, that one hurt a lot. Rest in peace to Lance Reddick. I also... What does that have to do with the games you just named? What does he have to do with the so, games you just uh, named? So he's, he's a voice actor in them. Oh, okay. And he's like a pivotal role in, in those games. Ah, um, I got you. So I will say I, I mentioned all these HBO shows, glaring omission of Game of Thrones. You're right. Yeah, didn't mention Game of Thrones. That's for a reason, because that last season turned. I th- there has never been a show, and we're not. I'm not about to do a Game of Thrones rehash right here and, and say things that you know everybody's already heard a million times. A show has never had a a cultural fall from grace the way that that show did, and you never even watched it, did you? I've seen bits and pieces because again, my girls was obsessed. <sighs> I I couldn't tell you a character's name. Is what's Carithes? Uh, you're Theses? probably thinking about Khaleesi. Well, that was Daenerys. Yeah, Khaleesi. And I just know Khaleesi from some like rap bars. All that makes that definitely makes sense. And then House of the Dragon, which is the prequel show, is great. Oh my gosh, amazing! I think she watched that too. Banger first season, but Succession is back. Uh, over the weekend, James, we have to spend two minutes on this because <sighs> we were riding high a week ago, and I said I'm a little nervous that we're saying all this stuff because what if Thursday comes around? And we put up a dud. We did not do that. We did not lay an egg. It took a all-time March Madness performance. But Michigan State did fall to Kansas State. Thoughts? It's rough. I couldn't even. So this is what I didn't go on last week's road trip. And obviously, as you know, as you can as you can see, and the people can't see, but I have I moved last week. That's why I didn't go on the road trip. But I, I was pretty much done packing by Thursday night, went and played ball during the same time as the state Kansas state game. Cause I just didn't, I couldn't sit there and watch. I just, I wanted to be moving. And I like when I was, when there was a break in play, I would check it out. So like we play, I go run to my phone. I had it up on YouTube TV, going back and forth, going back and forth. And I just felt like the whole time we were going to lose, but it's like they never, I think the biggest lead was nine. I think when I got to nine, I was like, yeah, it's over. And then we get it close and then it's, we got a lead. And and then at the end I was like, all right, we're down two with the ball. I just like walked off the floor. I'm like, I got to watch this. And everybody like huddled around my phone and we watched (laughs) to see Tyson hit that layup was clutch. Then obviously like the last play, not getting off at three was rough. Um, It was a good run. I think we outkicked our coverage. To be honest, like I still, I mean, it's hard to say that because we talked about. It, I just didn't think this team was that good. Um, but with that said, the carpet was laid to Houston. If we could have maybe got past Kansas State, um, and maybe not, FAU could have beat us because FAU probably, should, I mean, definitely shouldn't be a nine seed. Uh, but you just feel a little bit better if you're able to just pull out that Kansas State game and you really like your chances, it would have been fun. I would have been in Houston the same time as a Final Four. It would have been great. Yeah, Yeah, the Pistons play there Friday night and the Final Four Saturday. So it would have been – it would have worked out well. But, yeah, so if you see me, I know you're not listening to this until Tuesday at the earliest, but if you saw me at the arena on Monday night wearing a Kansas State hoodie, uh, it's because because Rodney and I had a bet and – Obviously, I, I will have to wear a Kansas State hoodie tonight. So how does that how does that work out? Have you gotten? He said he was going to get you a nice one, right? Yeah. So, like I said, I wasn't on the road trip, um, and then they had practiced on Sunday, and Rodney was working out while we were talking to people. So I 
told somebody to let him know to bring the hoodie tomorrow. And I reminded him today, or had somebody remind him today too. So he's going to bring it pregame, and I'm just going to grab it and wear it and wear it the whole day. Yeah, that's tough. I here's the thing, my <sighs> what ultimately kind of just isn't sitting right with me is that for the next ten years. When we have to watch this, you know, uh, like the best plays from the 2020s of March Madness, and that damn lob is going to be in every single highlight package. Two things. One one shining moment. One shining moment. With the fake lob. And two things are true. One, in real time, I was about ready to throw my fist through the TV. But the other part of me was like, "Mm, that was so sweet. That was so sweet. and and I didn't even know this. Keith Langloy hit me uh, yesterday at practice. Apparently, Noel said after the game that he was telling he told Isaiah yep. Thomas to watch this and then yep. threw the lob. He looked over. I like, it. Yep. I was like, all right, that's hard. I like I can't. I wasn't mad anymore after. I was like, that's hard. Well, he what he said in the press conference was he was like Isaiah was sitting over there. He's like I was looking at him the whole game and I saw he was sitting there with a friend. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was he was was he not sitting next to Mateen Cleaves? I mean, he was there. Was Mateen Cleaves there? Charlie Bell was there. Matt Ishbia was there. Um, there was a, several Spartans and Isaiah Thomas there. Yeah, talking about I, I, some I, friend. I That's expect, Mateen Cleaves. I don't even know if Noel was born when Mateen Cleaves was won the Natty. Ooh, you can't expect him to know Mateen Cleaves. Twenty twenty three. The average college player, college player, is what you know, nineteen, twenty, maybe twenty one. You're definitely right. Yeah, he wouldn't know who Mateen is. Unless he's just ahead. Unless he's, like he's a sicko, a right? Yeah. yeah, which he kind of seems like it. So, 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 I still don't understand this. The arguing with the coach as he crossed half court was that part of the bit? Yeah, that's part of it. I was gotcha. I, uh, I think somebody told me that only three players, only three people on the floor knew that play: <sighs> the point guard, the coach, and the big man. God. The everybody else didn't know that play. It's so cool. It was fire. I've seen it before, I think, but it was. I mean, it definitely stung. But then, like when I heard that he's like looked over and mouthed Isaiah Thomas as he was arguing with his coach, watch this and through the lob. I'm like, all right, that's hard. I can't even hate. And I like Noel. I've I've liked Noel all season. Kansas State was to me probably should have been better than a three seed. They didn't get respected until later in the college season. Noel's a monster. Um, I hope somebody gives him a shot in the league. Like I think he'll for sure. I think he'll be a summer league guy and then a G league guy. But I don't. He's small, but, man, he's one of the best passers I've seen in quite some time. You a big fan of those contested 32-footers? No, not of course, not from him, no. In general, yes. Who's but that? Steph, every time. That other kid they got that was actually hitting them. Oh. Uh, the, the same one that hit the baseline shot uh, to, yeah, to end overtime. I forgot his name. I know who you're talking about. That jump, that jumper hurt, too, because as soon as he let it go. It was, it was good. It was, it was good. Yeah, yeah, he greened it. Cash the whole time. Um. No blue bloods in the final four. That feels pretty awesome. Yeah, that's good. Um, it's gonna be who you take. Like I'm, at this point, I'm taking Florida Atlantic. I mean, I think I want them to win because our head NBA editor, boss man, shout out to Sergio if you're listening. He went to FAU, mm. and he's a big, big FAU fan. So like for him, I want him to win. But like I also really, I just think UConn's gonna destroy everybody. But Texas is. But UConn, Jordan Hawkins, yo, if you're a Pistons fan and you, you know how Troy works magic on draft night, see if you can go find a way to get the, 
13th through 15th pick and go get Jordan Hawkins, man. I, I think I've long liked his game. The order of operations here for me is because I always subscribe to the ideology of whatever team knocks mine out, that's who I'm rooting for, right? Because that way, if you lost, you lost to the best. You lost to the team that won a chip. You know what I mean? That's just the way it goes. That's just the, the, the law of nature. I mean, yeah, but if you lost to Michigan, you wouldn't root for him. Depends on the sport. Basketball, fool. <laughs> you want to talk about yeah. roller derby? What the hell do you think? Probably, probably, well, I don't know, because here's the thing. The last time that that happened, I think, when we lost to a team that ended up winning the Natty, I believe it was 2014 UConn with the Kevin Ollie-led team. I think that's I think that Sounds was the last right. time it happened. And now it's like, okay, well, Kansas State, well, I was rooting for them, and then they lost Florida Atlantic. Now I have to root for Florida Atlantic. Well, I'm also, my second team was San Diego State. So if San Diego State wins, then my ideology still holds true because then we lost to the team who lost to the team who lost to the team that won the chip. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, yeah, but uh, your ideologies just bulletproof. Pick your favorite team. Bullet. Well, yeah. then it, if I had to pick my favorite team, then it would be San Diego State. The other thing I wanted to mention today, um, I had a Grizzlies spiel and I had a Kings spiel, and I'm just gonna boil the Grizzlies one down to. Uh, I was gonna go on this whole thing about like, man, you ended up being really right about the whole Dylan Brooks thing. It just took me a little while to get there, and then I was like, I don't really want to beat a dead horse and talk about a guy that I don't actually care about that much. And I don't, unless he's talking, what was I, what was I right about? Just that he's annoying, oh. and that you don't want to hear from him anymore. And because I was just kind of like, whatever. The only thing that bothered me, I like, I, I like what he is for the game. Like I, I do enjoy that corny antagonist like i do enjoy that for the game i just personally i just don't like watching him play basketball oh so you're flipped then because i like oh. watching him play basketball i don't like hearing from him oh no i can't watch. I, I oh he's a he's a rough watch okay so essentially then i was just like you know what i'm not going to do any of that instead what i'm just going to do luke Kennard, 30 points on 10 threes how about that my my boy who listens to the show texted me when luke was going off because i wasn't able to watch it but he was like somebody he's like check on nick he's like have you checked on nick tonight <laughs> I, sent, I was like why he's like and he sent me what luke was doing yeah i sent him a text about it congratulating him did he respond so the other spiel that i wanted to go on uh with the sacramento <laughs> he didn't respond and here's the thing for my own ego's sake that hurt didn't it no i told what i told myself was you know what he had a big game I was like, everybody was probably trying to get a hold of him and trying to gas him up. And all that mattered to and not that this matters, but again, I'm doing this for my own ego. It's the first time I got let, I, I got aired and that he didn't reply to me. So you sure it's the same number? Yes. No. Ooh. Ooh. Did it go through his blue? Yes. Yeah, Delivered. Was, maybe maybe he got a new phone. Nah, he was busy. By this time next week, when the ep- when the next episode comes out, he'll I'll have a whole new story, and he will have replied. Hell, maybe we will, we will we will have hung out by the time the next episode comes out. So everybody, stay tuned. I'll have an update there. All that mattered to me was if if he ever you know goes back and looks through, he'll see that I did hit him up, you know, and that I was a true fan and I stayed loyal and I did I did congratulate him on that game. Anyways, the Kings spiel that I wanted to go on really quick is the beam thing. And I think we hit on it earlier this year, right? Maybe it was like November, middle of December. We're like, man, this beam is kind of funny. And at the time it was like, yeah, but you know, the Kings are playing well, but they're the Kings. So we'll see what's going on. Well, we're at the end of March and going into the, the beginning of April, the Kings are going to the playoffs. Like this is just, 
it's just going to be a thing that happens. The the beam hype is through the roof. For those who don't know, I'd be shocked if anybody doesn't. Every time the Kings win, they light a purple beam into the sky, and it looks awesome. It's always a super electric thing to do. It's the coolest looking thing in Sacramento, actually. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. Shout out to Mark Jones. The only thing that I nah. that I keep seeing people say is that they wish more teams had something like this because we, it's human nature, we love a good gimmick, okay? Let me tell you something. The only reason that this is cute at all is because it's Sacramento. And for the last 20 years, this is a historically and perpetually tortured franchise. Through every turn, every corner, every nook, every cranny, every rock you turn over, it's failure. It's a player getting traded because they were they were fighting with George Carl. It was uh, Harry Giles' body not working. It was always something that was going on with Sacramento. So it feels nice for once that they have something to get excited about, right? You do, yeah. you do not want a beam. You do not want every team to have a beam. Put yourself in the shoes of a 2016 NBA basketball fan. If the 73-win Warriors had a beam, we would have hated that shit by December when they rattled off 24 in a row. Right, it's cute. It's cute. Because what the Kings are... Listen, I want to... I don't want to sound uh, condescending here when I say it's cute. Like, I, the Kings are legit. Like, what are they, third in the West or second I, in the West? Second or third, yeah. Like, this isn't a joke. They're, they're a really good basketball team. Um... De'Aaron, DeMontis, of course. Modern day Will. Ke- our guy Keegan. Mm-hmm. Um, they are they are looking very good. Malik Monk, resurgence. Um, Mike Brown, shout out to him. With that said, I just I got to see them win a playoff series before I like really believe it. Yeah. And to me, Mike Brown is second in coach of the year. I already I've expressed it. Mark Dagno is going to be. If I have a vote, which I think I do this year. Oh, we talked about this like two weeks ago. You said you didn't. I well, I haven't been all. I haven't gotten any informations, but I don't know if I just don't know when that comes through. Gotcha. And this year, I kind of want to vote because I do think <laughs> Mark Dagno deserves. If they, the Thunder are like almost a seventh seed. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, we don't have to get into it. But shout out to the Kings. Um, shout out to Mike Brown, one of the good guys in the NBA. Uh, I've I've been, I've talked with him once. What did I talk to? I did a story on somebody and I talked to him on the phone. Is it like Trey Lyles or something? Marvin Bagley? No. What did I talk to him on the phone about? Man, I'm trying to remember, but super nice guy. And I've heard just a bunch of great stories from coworkers and colleagues that just they just love the guy. So shout out to him. Shout out to the Kings. Uh, it's I'm not shouting out Sacramento as a city. But shout out to the Kings. I was trying to think, like, do the Pistons put, like, a scat pack on top of LCA and rev the engine every time we win? Like, what do you do? Well, they have – they the Pistons had their thing. You might be too young. Yeah, it must be. What? I mean, it wasn't, like, a, a physical thing, but it was, like, the the gong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of a thing, I guess. Yeah. But that's not a thing anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, duh. You got to be in the – playoffs to have a thing well because if we're doing a thing where we're like win games to have a thing if we're like revving an engine which by the way that before games yeah but the, but it's like a it's get a ready to lose ladies and gentlemen how do you even how do you rev did you how do you rev an engine do you hold down the brake and then gas it i forgot you don't know how to drive yes i do know how to drive don't put that out there i do you know rev an engine at you have the car in park and you press down on the gas 
Well, you think they'd let me do that? Because if they won't let me mop, well, that's think... not how they do it in the arena. It's a well, I know there's not. A, I know it's a, a fake, yeah. it's a manufactured sound. I, but if they won't let me mop, do you think they'd let me? Which, by the way, I, I have you received hey, yo. any correspondence on that? I have not. Actually, I actually I did. I forgot to text you. What? Uh, a former Pistons employee listened to the pod and asked me if they if you wanted me to reach out to if you if they if you wanted. M- that person to reach out to somebody and you hope the cruiser done well the crews are done you wouldn't have been able to get here by friday then let me do it for the pistons there's two weeks left i'm not gonna bully them into letting me do it if they don't want me to do it i'm not gonna do it but if no this was for the crews not for the pistons gotcha okay like and they told me on thursday and the final game was friday gotcha okay yeah we'll roll it into next season then because if any yeah we'll we'll talk and you know uh i almost said something i shouldn't have said I think that there could be a good chance that you have an opportunity to, yeah. Okay, we'll leave it at that then, I guess. Can we take a break? I have to uh I have to put icy hot on my inner thighs from moving. I can't even feel my lower half. Looking for an assist with your credit card but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. Alrighty, James, before we get into the Pistons talk for today, uh, forgot to do this up top. Two things. Thanks. One, uh, we have a, a, a nice little promo going on at The Athletic. What's that all about? You can get a subscription for $1 a month, $12 a year. Right now, go to any story um, on my Twitter feed that I've, that I've done in the last... Well, actually, you can get it on any story that I've done just... You want to go to the most recent one just because it's easier go ahead you click on it you can subscribe there um gives you access to everything not just the pistons content if you like the lions tigers dodgers uh premier league everything that we cover which is everything uh a subscription gets you that so go to my twitter feed click a story of mine subscribe through there and you will be locked in and as everybody tells you your your neighbor tells you you're great Nice tells you at the athletics the best. Mm-hmm. I don't need to hype it up even even more than I am. Yeah. Um, and obviously, it's going to be a very – has the potential to be a very active offseason. So hop in now before the promo deal goes away. It ends on Friday. Yeah, find that Mike Brown story for us after you, yeah, after you subscribe. what did I talk to him about? Hey, really quick, this is breaking news. This is, in, this is happening in real time. This is not a joke. It's not basketball related. We'll talk about it at the end. Uh, Lamar Jackson just requested a trade. Did he really? Yeah, like formally. Uh, Matthew just sent me. Apparently, it's it's a thread on Twitter. 
so I can read it. We're gonna we'll talk about it at the end. We'll do the Pistons thing now, but let's do it. We'll do, we'll do a quick Lamar Jackson spiel at the end. Um, but no, Bryce Young. No, no, I'm not, this isn't even about the Lions. We can just do it about Lamar Jackson in general. But anyways, you said we'll do a Lions thing spiel at the end. Did I? I'm sorry. I meant to say Lamar. Freudian slip oh, okay. there. That's not what a Freudian slip is. But the second thing I wanted to say is what uh, what do you got coming out for the people that if they do go get that one dollar sub, what can they read for you from you coming up? Um. So on what is today? Tuesday. Today's Tuesday that we're dropped this. So um, on Monday I dropped a mailbag. I'm going to have a two-part mailbag, which I never do, but there were so many questions and there were some good ones. Uh, so Monday's mailbag, we focused on the potential of Jalen Brown being available. Ooh. And we talked about this, I think, last week on the pod, I, how I told you I think this summer is going to be sneaky interesting with guys available. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to have another mailbag on Wednesday that'll focus on um, – I know a lot of people are asking about what's what going to happen with Dwayne, and we can talk about that on this pod too. Um, that was the first thing on in my notes I was going to bring up. So yeah, that's I figured we're on we're on the same wavelength. And then I have a fun one. I'm going to be on the road this week, OKC in Houston. I'm going to do something interesting, but I'm not. I'm going to save it for Monday. Um, the following Monday. Yeah. So if you have if you get a subscription this week, you can check the, for that on Monday. I don't want to say it yet, but um, it's a little quirky, but I think it's it's fun. Um, People love a good gimmick. We were just talking about that. Yeah. It's 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 interesting if you're on the road and you just I mean I'll I'll mention it I just don't know if 100 percent will come through so if it doesn't come out don't yell at me but I don't know if there's any people who go to hotels where the teams stay and wait for autographs before games but every city that the Pistons are in there are people outside of the hotels whether big or small crowd like waiting for autographs and I'm just gonna go talk to like three or four of them in between Houston and OKC and just like learn do they do this for every team are they just pistons fans how far do they travel like yeah the, the autographs like a lost art kind of it's like pictures now um so i mean I'm, I'm interested to hear some stories so hopefully that comes out next week if it doesn't then it wasn't my fault um i just dropped something interesting i don't remember but yeah just you can subscribe through the mailbag. You can read any story that I've written in the past you can read any story in the future just go check it out are autographs the new dvd it feels like it. It does feel like it. Yeah. I know where they stay in Chicago. I do know that. I know what hotel they stay at here. They usually, I mean, I think they usually stay at a certain one. Yeah. But I do think they maybe a couple cities, they'll do a couple different ones. Yeah. Okay. I mean, most, most, most pro sports teams stay at the same hotel because it has to be obviously of, of certain quality. So it's not hard to find hard to find it yeah it's just tough because it's not close to united because it's not there's not a ton of host hotel space nothing's close to nothing united, i was gonna yeah. say right there's really nothing around united center because for those who don't know chicago's topography very well uh united center is just kind of out there like it's just kind of there like wrigley is in the middle of everything soldier field is in the middle of everything uh where the white Sox plays is, is like not in the middle of a ton but like it's there you know you you have to drive by it if you're driving in or out of the city um, anyways, so you mentioned the Dwayne thing. So the season ends in two weeks, which means in two weeks, we will probably have a pretty good idea of whether or not Dwayne Casey is going to be allowed to play out the final year of his contract. I would just say that if he does, if they say, we're going to just, let's just, you know, ride this thing out. We're not technically in a rush. We do want to be a little bit good next year. 
But if they bring him back, I feel like there has to be a concerted effort not to set him up to fail. And I'm not going to sit here and be like, they've done that this year. They've set him up to fail this year because, you know, even though the roster is is bad, you know, you're just going to say it's just because they're young. But to me, that's just semantics because, yeah, through the virtue of them being young, they are now a bad roster. Like, that's just how it works. My thing is, like, just from an optics perspective, if you go into next season, and again, you've said that they have plans on trying to be decent next year. Like, they're going to, a plan would be nice. Mm-hmm. But if you just kind of don't do a ton and then we are kind of in the same spot next year as we were this year and the year before and the year before, then optically it's kind of weird to the average fan who maybe doesn't pay a ton of attention and doesn't read The Athletic every single week that this guy who over the course of four years went 5 and 169 is now being promoted into a front office position because for all intents and purposes, that's probably what's going to happen when we part. We don't know that, but... But that's what the... As far as what we've been led to believe is like that's... It's decently it's safe a, to assume. I think it's a possibility, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying here? Like, you got to really... If you're going to bring him back, you got to give him some stuff and you got to give him a chance. You can't just be like, nope, you got to keep it rolling with these young guys because we think they've grown enough. They probably haven't grown enough. Yeah, no, I agree to an extent. I do think, though, that – I mean, I do – like I've talked about, I think they're going to try to really kind of formulate the roster this summer. Um, I think that they are still going to rely heavily on the development of their top picks, as they should and most rebuilding teams should. Um as for Dwayne, this is not me reporting aggregators. This is not me knowing something for certain and acting like I don't know. This is me just reading the tea leaves, being around the team every day, temperature checks, moods. Just This is my thoughts because I have a podcast and we have to talk about it. I would say in top of January, I felt it was more likely than not that Dwayne, this would be his last season. As of kind of late February, I've switched the other way. I think they let Dwayne, I think Dwayne finishes out his contract, but I think it comes with like a play in or bust situation. And I think he understands that. And I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you hear him talking about it. Like, next year we're not letting guys play through as many mistakes. Like, yeah. there's going to be tighter leash. Like, they're setting it up, right? Um, and he's talking as if – like, I just – I mean, I would just, I don't know how I would handle that if I were a coach and the team hasn't been winning. Like, I don't know if I, how much I would talk about next season unless I, like, had a feeling, a good feeling that I was coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though you are under contract, so maybe you would just talk about that, but um, trying to Dwayne's, manifest it, you know? Yeah, maybe. And Dwayne's been long and around long enough to know that, like, I mean, he's joked before. Like, I got LeBron. This job, you get hired to get fired. Like, that's that's the job. Um, and that that's just my my thoughts. Without saying too much, like I I think Cade comes back healthy. He didn't have Cade all season. Not to say that. Second year, Cade, again, we all think he's going to be a great player. 
would have changed their fortunes that much, but I do think the outlook going into this summer is probably better if Cade is playing, but I just still don't think they're a playing team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but give him a full Cade, make some tweaks. He's been a good, I hate saying good soldier, but he's certainly, we've talked about it, he was brought here to win. They made the playoffs his first year, then they started rebuilding. It's, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like how many coaches would turn this around that quick anyway? Um so I, I think they give him one more year with like post like postseason or bust that's like understood going into the year and then go from there. That's just my thought. I think I, I feel if if somebody made me bet money five dollars on which I thought was gonna happen, I would put five on Dwayne starts next season as the head coach. You know, there's something that you just said, I thought we've all just kind of been on the same page about um, but there's a disconnect I've learned in the last month. I've seen a, at least a dozen people mention this. That this idea that Dwayne Casey was brought here to win and he ended up being a part of something that he didn't sign up for. People would argue and have argued, and I'm not. I don't think this is true, but I'm just curious to hear your perspective on it. That he saw the roster when he got here. He saw that we had Andre. He saw that we had a Blake that like, you know, well, I'm sorry, at the time that we, that, that, that he got here, Blake was still quote unquote fine. Um, It was the same year. I believe that we brought in Derek Rose, that it was a team that was just kind of plateauing. They were flatlining and they were what they were. And that was kind of it. And that if he didn't see that a rebuild was on the horizon, that's on him. Uh, I see what you're saying. I would counter with a couple things. I'm not just to be clear. Uh, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. No, no, no. no. Okay. No, I know. I think if you talk to Dwayne, even then, he would have told you that for them to try to win championships, yes, a rebuild would need to happen. But I think where the organization was at that time, as we know, it took convincing for the owner to be um, want to do a full teardown rebuild. So. Of course, while you look at the roster at that time, you're like, this, the max is what they reached. Yeah. It's like, I would imagine that the conversations were, where we're going to keep adding veterans. Like, we're going to have, we're going to be right there always for the playoffs. So that's different than knowing that this team needs to get disbanded. You're probably under the impression that you're going to make signings, more veteran signings and draft guys more ready than prods. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that the semantics on that. Um, And then also, uh, what was it? Five years, thirty-five million dollars. Yeah, I don't. I'll, for I'll Dwayne's do extension? <laughs> no, for his first contract. Oh, for yeah. the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and he was just left the rap. Like, you don't know how many more jobs you're gonna get. Yeah. T- take that money. The other thing I wanted to mention, and maybe this kind of goes hand in hand with, hey, maybe the Pistons want to try next year. You know, the second that that Jalen Brown report came out last week, I was salivating, and I was like, oh my god. It is happening. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world, that big fish might be out there pretty soon. Now, the first team that has kind of flown in as like a potential suitor and one that I would argue does potentially make the most sense is Atlanta. And I think it would be... Where Jalen is from. Right. And I think it would be hard to match, you know, not just money, but from a player perspective, whatever it is that they can offer, I think that would be pretty tough. But it goes into the second thing that I was going to bring up, where if... Vegas had a way that you could bet on this player will or will not be on the roster at the start of next season. I think I would put the house on Marvin Bagley not being on the team next year. And the only reason that I say this is because... I didn't know where you were going. We were talking about Jalen Brown. Well, because if we're talking about trades, it's like, well, hey, this is a contract you can throw in to make work. Because 
how does it feel, Pistons fans? Let's just get a temperature check. Don't think about Marvin Bagley as like a, you know, as like the player, but think about the principle of paying your third center a guaranteed 20 to 25 million dollars. How does that feel? You know what I mean? For a guy that you don't know for how many games he will or will not be on the court. And when he is you on mean the court, in total? Yeah, in total, not oh. not annually, total. How does that feel? You know, and again, we there are so many dominoes that have to fall here with the draft, with free agency, although I'll say with free agency, I don't really anticipate that I'm going to get a notification or a text that says the Pistons just signed another big because I think there would be a riot outside of the PPC uh, if that did happen. I think we're square, actually. I think we're straight. We don't need that to happen. Um, but I do think it makes sense. the way you said it was funny. I do think it makes sense to get off one of those guys. Pause. And I think the easiest one to do, again, would be Marvin Bagley because the way that he's playing lately hasn't been too bad. And I think that's kind of good. No, he's been he's been good. I, I just think it comes back to – and it's really weird seeing the discourse on Twitter about Isaiah Stewart and people thinking, like, oh, he's clearly the odd man out. And it's like, I am t- listen, I am telling you right now, I'll do it again. I've done it 50 times. As long as Troy is here, Isaiah's not going anywhere. He is part of the front court rotation in some capacity. I'm this is for for Isaiah Stewart to get traded, Troy would have to be like feel like his seat is super hot. Could there also be potential and this is a I mean this is a pro And there's a chance I they don't pay Isaiah what he wants and he leaves. That's a possibility, but I'm saying they're not going to be the Pistons traded Isaiah Stewart for Jalen Brown late round first. What if it's Jalen Brown? I think Brown? they would try to keep him. Uh, I think they would try to keep him. But this is – oh, no, you froze. Oh, you're back. Okay. The thing on Jalen Brown really quick, I, and I wrote about this in my mailbag because a lot of people were asking me about it. Let's start with the Jalen Brown dynamic. It feels like more and more that whether it comes this summer via trade or next summer via free agency – Jalen Brown is gone. It feels like that. He's been very direct and indirect with um, playing in the city of Boston and how that impacts him. Um, he seemed to be – shout out to Logan Murdoch for the, from The Ringer who did that piece with Jalen where he talked about just kind of the business of hearing his name and KD rumors and stuff like that. And he was very professional with his answer, but – he's been dropping little eggs here and there about like where he plays. And you can, you can read the tea leaves and, and, in deciding what type of um, situation Jalen would like to play for. It feels like, I think we can all say it without saying it. Right. Detroit has a situation that seems to be on pace with that. Correct. Now, the question is, if Boston doesn't think they can re-sign him, and I would imagine, just because it seems like Jalen Brown is a very blunt guy, mm-hmm. that will probably be told this summer. That's that's my I gotta say this. That's my prediction. Jalen Brown will be available for trade this summer. That, that's my prediction. Okay, and that the the answers of his future will be answered. I'm sorry, the, the the questions of his future will be answered this summer. 
I don't know if, if that's the case. I just think that I don't know if his complete future, like maybe he gets traded somewhere he doesn't want to be and then just waits till free. A team oh, sure. takes like the Kawhi year gamble. Mm-hmm. But I think Boston learns. Again, I think Boston learns. Assuming they don't win the title or something, right? Say they get out in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think Boston learns that Jalen would like to go elsewhere, and Boston, instead of letting him walk, would rather trade him and get stuff for him. Correct? Like, you can't just let Jalen Brown walk, Mm -hmm. right? So if that's the case and that happens this summer, I think there's a couple, as it pertains to the Pistons, a couple things to talk about. I don't know if they would be able to pull off a straight-up, just like Detroit-Boston trade for Jalen Brown. Right. Um, yes, they have young pieces that are intriguing. Yes, they have a uh, possible top-five pick. But Boston has Jason Tatum really not even in his prime, already a top-ten player. Like, you're not you're not really taking underproved or mystery assets for Jason Tatum. You're still trying to keep in the title race, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a problem for Detroit this summer in this hypothetical situation. Now, to me, the only way Detroit becomes a serious player in a hypothetical Jalen Brown trade this summer would be another team involved, a team that has to have two qualities. They have to be disappointing and have a star, star starish player for Boston. So maybe we'll use this team for posterity's sake. Is that the right word, posterity? So, I mean, that's one way to use it. You could have said for yeah. – uh, yeah, go ahead. Like Portland. I think we all agree Portland should probably rebuild, right? Dame just put together his best year, and they're about to miss the – they're tanking the last two weeks. Dame's best season just happened, and they can't make the playoffs. They can't even make the play in. Yeah. This, again, hypothetical. You send Dame to Portland. To Boston. Dame to Boston. Send Jalen to Detroit. And this is just a rough edit. Like, we're, you send – this is like the framework of a deal, all right? Dame to Boston. I don't even know if the money works, but we'll figure it out. Somebody like Bogey or Alec Burks to Boston. Gives them two – a star and a role player. Maybe you send both if you can make the money work, whatever. Jalen Brown goes to Detroit. Detroit sends young pieces – to Portland. It, that's the only way for it this summer, in my mind, to work would have to be a third team. Where Boston gets to stay on its championship trajectory, the other team gets to start its rebuild, and Detroit gets to start rising out of the ashes of its rebuild. And then we sign Jeremy Grant away from Portland. I mean, I, you said it, not me. P-O-D-D-I-N-G. That is what James Edwards III of The Athletic just well, did, actually, ladies and I, gentlemen. I wrote, it for, I wrote it first. It was This is all already out there. But if you didn't read the story, you just heard it. So I don't even – I honestly don't even want to talk about the last note that I had here on the Pistons because that was – I can't even believe how much sense that made to me. I mean, it's just it's just logic. Like, what could Detroit offer straight up no, for Jalen Brown? No, 100%. Brown? And Nothing. Like, because unless, unless Boston wants to tear it down, which who in their right mind would do that? Right. Or, like, rebuild around Jason Taylor that's – He's already too good. It's like the Luca thing. Like you just got to go now. I just, I just think that Jalen Brown has again dropped Easter eggs that he would like to play elsewhere at some point. And anything short of them winning the title, I think I could see a world in which Boston learns that he will not resign 
Again, this is all hypothetical. I'm not reporting. I don't know shit about Jalen Brown's situation in Boston. This is just reading tea leaves. You're just saying this as a fan who's watching that situation unfold. Yeah, exactly. Who also knows a little bit about how this works. Yeah. I just I think you for Detroit to get involved with third team who fits those qualities of needs to tear it down, has a star or starish players, and can help Boston keep on that path. They can start the rebuild by Detroit sending them some guys or pick whatever, and Detroit gets Jalen Brown. Holy smokes. Okay, uh, on to the third thing that I wanted to say. Let's take a break. While while Petey over there. I was going to say, I'm just going to let him bark it out. This isn't going to be in the pot. I'll, I'll, I'll just cut this out. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Okay, third thing that I wanted to mention uh, for the Pistons today. I have been monitoring and chronicling all season uh, this, like, Jaden Ivey thing and how pre-draft, like, I was just, like, not into it at all. And then we drafted him, and I was just not really that into it at all. And then the second that he started playing, I was like, oh, oh, okay, all right, I get it. You know, if there was anything, let me just read, actually, what what I had wrote written down here. Okay, got it. The one thing about him that as the season goes on, I just find I just think it's so valuable and and I really enjoy having this on my team is he's a, he's a lot like a, a really good quarterback in the sense that in order to be a good quarterback in the NFL, you have to have a really short term memory, right? You go out there, you throw a pick, you're conscious of the fact that you just threw an interception and you learn from it, but the next series out there, you're not thinking about it. That's out of your head. I got to have a clean slate. I'm not going to play scared, right? I'm not going to play like, I don't want to throw another pick. I'm just throwing it, right? This- can I can I uh, hop in just really quick? Because I, I, I disagreed with half of what you said and I agreed with the last part. Do you disagree with that's how you be a good quarterback in the NFL? No, no. I agreed with the last part is he doesn't let mistakes deter him from trying things again yeah i would argue and you can sometimes see it in the body language he does let plays linger because i think he is a perfectionist Mm -hmm. and i think he's really hard on himself you do he does let plays linger for sure but i would say there's a difference because that's just like that's from his mom i'm sure and i would say that there's a difference i don't know if i would say that you might have to believe that. What? You don't know that for a fact. What, the perfectionist thing? 
I'm saying that in an endearing way. <laughs> I know, but it just sounded wild like you just like you know his mom. No, no, no. I'm saying that we know how good his mom is and was. Now she's as, as good of a coach as she is. That I'm saying that that mentality is probably adopted from his mom. I don't think that's crazy to oh, say I, at all. No, I think the way you just said it was the right way to people say it. Will, people will know. I'm not going to believe anything. People will know what I all meant right. by that. But right. and Because, again, I mean it in a good way. But no, I, I, I think there's a good and stark difference in letting something linger because it pisses you off because you know that you're better than that versus you're Nathan Peterman and you're just going out there and you're just throwing stuff up because you're like whatever dude and that's how you end up throwing six picks like there's a difference in how you carry yourself and I think Ivy does it the right way so even in a game where was it the Toronto game that he had nine turnovers or was it the one before that it was Toronto he had six and six and like nine minutes in the second quarter you know and as frustrating as that is if he's dribbling the ball off of somebody's foot or he's just throwing it into like 80 defenders like throwing it to Shaka Smart because he thinks it's a help side defender like whatever whatever he thinks is going on you know the problems that we had with that was a good that was a good callback I was getting a little worried that you weren't making a face at it It took you a second it took yeah it took me a second I was like at first thought he said Marcus Smart then I was like oh he said Shaka Smart and then he said help that was good good callback to last pod uh you know I, the problems we had with Killian early on was he would dribble into chaos with no plan, and I think sometimes Ivy dribbles into chaos with too many plans, and then he's like, "Wait, which one of these do I want to execute?" And then he ends up throwing it to you know Pascal Siakam on the block, and that's what kind of pisses us off. Um, so I really value that, and I think that you know come next year when he's got a, a, a you know a Brandon Miller or a Cam Whitmore cutting baseline or he's got a Scoot Henderson on a dribble handoff or he's got Cade doing whatever I think it's just going to make I love him better that you won't say Wembenyama or he's got Victor Wembenyama you know a dump off trailer or something like that or he's saying to you know who Joe Schmo he's saying to Tom Gores on the sideline watch this and then he throws it to Victor <laughs> you know what I mean like if he does something like that um, that's great, but I do really appreciate again just the short-term memory of Jaden Ivey, even if you don't agree with it. Yeah, I, I would. I would say in ter- I think it's semantics. That's a key word of. Yeah, here we go with this. Maybe I'll again. name that. Maybe I'll name this pod semantics. Um, I think it's got to be something saying- Jalen Brown related. By the way, it's got to be. Could the Pistons right, go fine. after Jalen Brown? Live discussion of how we're going to name the podcast. We got to draw people yeah, well, in, you know. I was going to go with something Dwayne, but I also don't want, like, aggregator. Like, I'd rather tuck the Jalen Brown. Could Jalen like, Brown save Dwayne Casey's job? That's a good That's a good pod name. I think Dwayne's job is fine. But um, what were, who were you talking about? Oh, Jaden, I think you saying um, short-term memory, I would replace that word with confidence. Because mm. I, do, I do think things linger. Like, I think if you talk to – I'm trying to say a lot without not saying too much. I, I do think that is part of the maturation process for Jaden Ivey is not getting in his own head too much on the floor when he does make a mistake or somebody else makes a mistake. I think more and more we've seen kind of the out, outish, uh, not outish, um, outward body language. Um, there was a situation last home game where Killian passed up a three, and Jaden was right. Killian should have shot it, but he like was jumping up and down on the floor. Um, and there's a couple of instances, and I think that's just his – he wears his emotions on his sleeve, and it's it's 80% of the time it's it's you love it, and then 20, I would imagine, is like a teammate. Like it can be – it's like, dude, are you showing me – you know what I mean? Yeah. I just think he's very much a 
the emotion he plays with, the confidence he plays with, I think that is why he's improved as quickly as he has. But I also think it's for him to reach his whatever that is, that's that ceiling, it has to be reined in a little bit more. And I, I think he's the only one that can do that. He has to figure out how to do that. As a quick fashion comment, haven't done one of these in a while. I've always wanted a player on my basketball team that can, specifically a guard, though, because I really like when guards do this because you have to be a really special guard to be able to pull this Just off. Just say you want Killian to do it. I actually don't do think Killian this. Do? Killian can't do this. He can't do it. If he did this, I would laugh him off the floor. But Ivy can pull off the double sleeves. He can do that. Like a tattoo? No, 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 no. Like shooting sleeves. Both arms. Oh, oh, you're talking about accessories. Yeah, yeah, well, that's why I said fashion. Who could pull off the double sleeves on this team? I think Duran could. I was going to say, but that's why I specified guards, because like Duran yeah, definitely yeah. could. Yeah. He's got the arms for it, because he's kind of got that Dwight Howard frame. You know what I mean? And Dwight Howard see, did that better see, than anybody. I want to see Rodney in the shooting sleeves. Oh, my gosh. That would be fire. That would be pretty cool. I could see it. He doesn't wear any he's, accessories. Yeah, he's nothing. He's a fool. He's clean. He doesn't do anything. Are there, are there any accessories? Killian wears the shooting sleeve on his forearm. Yeah, he does that, and then sometimes he'll do one leg sleeve. Sometimes he'll just yeah. wear the compression underneath both legs. Ivy wears a shooting sleeve. He Against Toronto, he wore two. That's why I said it. Oh, did he? Yeah, that's why I'm making I, this point. I didn't, I, I, was, I didn't watch that game. Um, I, I watched the highlights, but I don't remember him wearing double shooting sleeve. Title of the podcast, Pistons beat writer only watches highlights? I was moving. <laughs> I wasn't in Toronto. I took that day off. Cade couldn't do it. Cade can't do that. Victor could. You want some Victor Wembanyama comments out of me? He could do it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. This has been kind of a weird, you know, for the last two weeks, we've been like, hey, don't overrate dudes in the tournament. People hate Brandon Miller now because he went like six of 50 from the field. And I'm like, guys, he had a groin injury. Yeah. Get off his case. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, it is what it, you know how people are. He can't he can't play in the big moments. Well, you know how many play, Dame Lillard make it to the tournament? I don't know. CJ McCollum beat Duke though. He did. Shout out to CJ. You know what? Here's a fun fact about where I was when CJ McCollum beat Duke. You want to know what I was in a movie theater? You want to know what movie I was seeing? This will date how long ago that was. Super bad, bro. Close. In the, it's kind of in the same universe. I was seeing Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, that makes more sense timeline timeline wise. Did you go with your dad? No, it was me, my brother, and then uh, one of our friends. I tell you what, this is. I think you and I were talking about this last week off the show. The one movie that I saw with my dad that was just—it's one of those movies where you're like, I hate that I'm watching this with my one of my parents right now, you know, because like one of those scenes would happen. So I think we talked about this on there. Did we? Super bad, right? No, 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 no. I, we saw this is the end in theaters. Together. Yeah, this is the end. Yeah, yeah, this is the end. Yeah, that was. There are some scenes in there. As funny as that movie is, there were some scenes in there that I was like, I wish I wasn't sitting next to my dad for this. Then you said that was like the hardest you ever laughed. There was a scene right in that to. movie that is hands down the hardest I've ever laughed in a movie theater before. Yeah, scene with James Franco and Danny McBride. They're talking about a magazine. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. It's a good. But not good when scene. you're next to your dad. It's not though. Yeah, it's a little awkward. Well, for you when you're a kid, I was. It's 2013 that movie came out, so I was 15. Yeah. Oh, look at this guy, young, youngin, youngin on his grind. 
All right, James. Anything else? You want to do the? Let's do a quick Lamar Jackson thing. Let's just real quick, real quick. So, uh, as of the time you're listening to this, more information has probably come out. I don't even know if I'm assuming Matthew wouldn't lie to me. I'm assuming that I saw. I saw. Cool. I checked Twitter really quick. I saw people talking about it. Cool. So it did happen. Lamar Jackson requesting a trade. Kind of saw this one coming. You know, I think for the most part we were all just kind of like he. It's it's even though it hasn't formally happened, we were assuming that you know trades were being fielded. Um. Do you want to do like the Lions angle of this or just a, the Lamar thing in general? Because I was listening to Rich Eisen talk about a voice of reason. Rich, Rich Eisen, just a good dude. And his whole spiel was like, it's just better for fans. It's better for the NFL if Lamar Jackson is playing in your league. And he's like, case in point, he's like, they were expecting that he was going to come back for that wild card round where they put. Baltimore and Cincinnati in the primetime slot because they're like Lamar Jackson potentially taking down Joe Burrow in a return from injury. And then with all due respect to Tyler Huntley, like he was the one that got rolled out there because Lamar couldn't come back. And then like you just kind of shooting yourself in the foot. It's like, well, we whiffed on this time slot then. But the the reason they put them in that slot was because Lamar Jackson was going to be playing football against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I don't know, man. The whole Lions part of it, I just think I'm good. Like, two things can be true. Lamar Jackson is awesome. He's electric. He's just fun to watch. But I just don't – I'm good. I don't want it. It's so much – I'd. Listen, I'll say this. I'd rather have Bryce Young. If we can't have Bryce Young, I'd rather move golf and have Lamar Jackson. But Bryce Young is number one. I. You know what? Can I? Can I give a little nugget? Little nugget that I heard from one of my guys. Please, is it any? Is it any? Anything like your Larkin nugget? It's. Uh, I was close on that though. You weren't far. I but. was. Uh, also, it was like two months early. So, this has been reported pretty consistently over the last two weeks. So this isn't news. Okay, it's not like breaking news. So it's not really a nugget. But hold on, it's somebody else's nugget. But hold on. Well, everybody's nugget is somebody else's nugget. Even the nuggets you give, you got from somebody else. But somebody that's in the building. So Right. You're getting nuggets from other people's nuggets is what I'm saying. This isn't You're third party. This isn't even. third party. Okay. This isn't okay. third party. Okay. That's what I was asking. CJ Stroud, confirmed, is getting drafted by the Panthers. That's happening. 100%. Good. Frank Reich yeah. is too attached to him. Pretty sure he coached him in like high school or something. It's happening. Sweet. I don't like CJ Stroud. Take him off the board. Yeah, but we agreed on this, I think. He would look sweet in Panthers. He's gear, a CJ Stroud is a way better aesthetic fit for Carolina than Bryce Young is. Bryce Young just screams Texan. No, we need him to scream Detroit. It's not like there's just you're gonna get Anthony Richardson and you're gonna like it. If they draft Anthony Richardson, I'm gonna lose it. I'm going back I'm going back under the underground. I'm not I don't want Anthony I, Anthony Richardson sucks. If I can't get, I don't care that he's six six and runs a four two forty. He can't throw. Yeah, when he sails those three yard crossing routes, that doesn't feel great to me. No, he's he's not a good thrower. He's not a good. I don't want to say good quarterback because quarterback position is so fluid now, layered yeah. now. But he can't throw. Bryce Young can throw very well. Yeah, as good as anybody I've seen at the college level. Yeah, you would rather have a guy who's like five six than six six. I'd rather if have, he can throw. I'd rather have five ten Bryce Young if it's in Detroit behind that offensive line. I would feel very. I feel a lot better about his career trajectory if he's in Detroit behind that line. 
Does CJ Gardner? Te- if he goes to the Texans, yeah, he might be have one arm in a year. But in Detroit, I think that's the best situation for him. I'm not even just saying that because I want him, but I think literally the best situation for him. You'd have to move up. Have to move I think up. They got the tools. I'm over the Jalen. They, they they they've clearly addressed corner. Yeah, yeah. That secondary is. Uh, whoo, I haven't reacted to a signing. I got hyped for the David Montgomery thing, even though it shattered my heart because we, you know, you read the tea leaves, you you knew that okay, we got David Montgomery. There goes Jamal Williams, and that just the emotional part of that. I'm not here to talk about like the the money side of it or anything because the way it all worked out, it makes sense, and I get it. But the emotional part of it was like, man, you're losing Jamal, but getting uh, Montgomery was was great. But the reaction that I had to the C.J. Gardner Johnson thing was, oh, Brad Holmes is like a like a criminal. Like, how does he how he how is he getting away with this? How did this happen? And then we hear how it happens and how everything played out, and I just can't believe that it fell into our lap the way that it did. And um, you know, the accountability that he's showing from day one, where he's like. If this secondary fails, put it on me. Or was it Cam Sutton that said that? I think it was C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Was like, if we stink, blame me. Blame me for it. And, oh, man, it just feels so good. And Jeff Okuda is one of those dudes who, like, last year I he, he took a pretty big leap and a pretty big step in the right direction towards, like, okay, I'm starting to I'm – I'm kind of a Jeff Okuda believer now. Um, you got, I think he's like a second, third corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Like I, I'm not worried about him being out of the league. Right. But he's not a he's not a CB one. Yeah, definitely stinks. It feels a little bad to look back and be like, what was he third overall? Yeah. Yeah, it feels yeah. a little feels a little bit bad. But you know, Kirby Joseph was great. Um, we brought back in Graham Glasgow. Like, dude, I'm just so happy. I don't know. Maybe you are. Maybe you do the thing where you're like DeAndre Swift. You don't know how to hit a hole and you only know how to bounce outside. And you're a good receiving oh, back. I think, Maybe we want Austin Eckler instead. And I love DeAndre Swift. I'm not slandering. I'm not slandering. Oh, I think the Montgomery signing is writing on the wall for Swift. No, they're doing. They do the whole running back by committee thing. They're doing that thing together. I I agree, but it's also setting up where Montgomery's. I think RB one. Yeah. Oh yeah. More so than Jamal was, and Swift. They're not going to pay Swift after this year. I think his deal's up. I think it's the writings on the wall. Swift's gone after this year, if not before. You think they're going to do like a Hawkinson trade where they're like, we're not paying you? If it's available, yeah. He just doesn't play enough. And how did that one turn out? The Hawkinson trade, I was crying, sliding down the wall, throwing up. I was like, yeah, how was could wild. they do this? And then it, our tight end play got better. We got yeah. better. We went like 6-1 and one after that trade. Huh? Brock Wright, yeah, ben, tight end one. Ben Johnson's not like a mass. Like, he uses tight ends, but not like to the extent where you need to pay $50 billion for a good one. Yeah. It's just how the offense is. Travis Kelsey's not walking through that door. The James Mitchell thing, too. Matthew and I really like him. I really hope James Mitchell gets more reps next season. He's a good body. Lions will be interesting. I think they're going to break people's hearts because that's just like what they do. People get excited, but I'm excited to to figure it, to see what happens. Give, watch it play out. Just give me a home playoff game. I don't care if we lose. Just give it to me. No, I need to see one win. I, 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 got, I mean, I agree. I agree. I agree. I'm I'm 31 and I've never seen the Lions win a playoff game. I will be. How old am I going to be this year? 26. Five. 25. 25 years old. Uh, album this week. I haven't had a chance to listen to Scare on the Hose yet. Have you? Yes, that's the pick. Okay, it's abrasive. It's not for everybody. Yeah, but there's a Danny <laughs> Brown has a nice Gennaro Pargo bar in there. Oh, really? Yeah, it's good. It's it's eccentric. It's what you would expect from JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown album. 
My only beef with it is, and it's it's not necessarily a beef. I I love list I love da- like listening to Danny Brown rap like being able to hear Danny Brown rap. My issue is the beats are so there's so much going on in the most of the beats and he's doing high pitch Danny the whole time. Mm-hmm. His words get drowned out just because his voice isn't strong enough for those beats. Yeah, uh, that's my only that's my only beef. Like I can't always hear every verse, like make out every word. That's fair. Yeah, I'll listen to it because I the only I heard the single that they came out with like before it actually and I watched the video for Lean it Beef too. Patty. Yeah, and I was like, ooh, what's going on here? Yeah, the, there's some there's some shit on there. Yeah, we're going with that album. Cool. It's our selective pick. All right, collective. Uh, final note: If any Pistons representatives want to reach out to James on my behalf and let me mop, just let him know. Hey, yo. I'll be there bright and early. I'll get to the arena. And uh, I'll do the best mopping you've ever seen in your life. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, you gotta relax. If you're listening do, to this, do we do we have any? Um, really quick, do we have any? If you're a Bun and Cardigan listener and you're in Chicago, let us know. Maybe we'll do like a dinner what? when I'm there because the Pistons end the season. Oh yeah, hold on. everybody's paying for their own. Let's oh, get that clear. But like, maybe we'll all get together. Where? Somewhere in Chicago. Uh, we could Pistons go to end the season there. We could go. I'm trying to think of places that I know where we can combine tables. I think we maybe c- we'll do it this summer. Let's not do it now because there's the last game of the season. We'll figure it out. We'll 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 do some type of thing soon. No Giordano's, uh, no Lumalnati's. We're not doing that. Are we close to fantasy hoops first and second place? Yeah, I will get to. Yep, we'll have that. I think an answer by the end of the week. I believe. All right, so we'll announce that next pod. I believe so. Break us down. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, uh, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you are feeling generous. If you are listening to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. Don't forget to get that shiny new athletic subscription, $1 a month, ad-free listening on The Athletic. We will catch you guys in the next one. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.